0: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Chris Euler, broadcasting from Aberdeen, South Dakota, from Ron Colley High School. And we have had an awesome show today. And we just finished up an excellent video with the crew from Stand Firm Productions, Ben and Cole, who are doing a great work for the church, uh, bringing uh, great quality content uh, to the world. Bringing great quality content uh, about the faith to those uh, with an ear to listen, and so uh, the next guest we have, actually, uh, I was told by those two, by Ben and Cole, that he will be on a show that's released tomorrow for Stand Firm Production. Uh, but we're welcoming uh, Father Brian Gross of the Diocese of Bismarck to chat with us today about Eu- the Eucharistic Congress. So, Father Brian, welcome to Real Presence Live.
1: Thanks, Chris. Good to be with you.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, Father, for those of you, uh, those of us who don't know you, uh, can you introduce yourself? Tell a little bit, little bit about who you are and uh, your priesthood.
1: Yeah. So, I'm, I'm from the Diocese of Bismarck here, uh, born and raised in Bismarck. Um, was ordained a priest in 2010. Was at the cathedral for a couple of years, and then uh, I've been in Watford City, North Dakota, and uh, Alexander, North Dakota, the mission parish for it, um, since 2012. And uh, it's up in the oil field in northwestern North Dakota. And so, um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Uh, quite the, it's a unique unique situation because the majority of the people that are in the parish weren't even in North Dakota like six or seven years ago. Um, so it's been, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good spot to be. Um, if you need a job, you can come up there. You can find one right here. It. <laughs>
0: there you go. Wow, there's a little little plug-in for those of you who are seeking unemployment. Go hang out with Father Brian in Watford City. So there you go. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we're going to chat today about uh, the Eucharistic Congress. And so as, as many of us Catholics know, uh, we're in the middle of a Eucharistic revival as pushed by our bishops in the last next couple of years. And uh, at the end of uh, 2024, it seems, I believe, we'll be having a Eucharistic Congress. So Father, could you first share with us exactly what a Eucharistic Congress is?
1: Yeah, so I guess there's two ways. Um, so there's the Eucharistic Revival, which is a three-year, um, I guess, uh, not project, that's a terrible word, I don't like the word project, but <laughs> the Eucharistic Revival, which is uh, essentially a three-year um, movement of, of trying to reinvigorate uh, Catholics' uh, faith, and especially their faith in the Eucharist. And so um, we had the, the diocesan year, which were sort of right at the end of and uh, in the Diocese of Bismarck, many dioceses throughout our region are having Eucharistic Congresses. Um, they have had them, or they are having them now. And it essentially is a space where you will have speakers come, and they will speak about the Eucharist. Um, you will have the Temporary Adoration and Confession, of course, and then Mass and such. But it's, it's very much a, it's an intentional focus on what is the Eucharist, who is the Eucharist, and um, trying to really help us to build our faith in the reality of Christ's uh, presence. Um, and so Eucharist Revival continues then um, and uh, in the summer, and it, we move into a parish year. Uh, and so whereas the first year was more of a diocesan year, a lot of planning, uh, we're moving into the parish year, which is going to be uh, what it is, right? Like in your parishes, uh, a, a greater emphasis, um, if that's really possible on the Eucharist, probably more times for adoration, uh, more preaching on the Eucharist specifically, um, that sort of a thing. And then we conclude next summer, 2024, with uh, a Eucharist, a national Eucharistic Congress, which will be in Indianapolis. Um, and so they're hoping, uh, it's gonna be at Lucas Oil Stadium, the place where the Indianapolis Colts play. Uh, the Super Bowl has been there, and it will be 70, 80,000 Catholics uh, can fit in that uh, in that stadium in that, so we're hoping to fill it um, with people. It's going to be an amazing event, like five, six days long of just nonstop speakers and prayer. So anyway, so that's for next year.
0: All right, absolutely. So that's June twenty twenty four. You said uh, what are the dates? Do you know them off the top of your head? For those who are curious,
1: it's uh, July. Oh, actually, it's in July, and I want to say. Um, it's in late July, but the best thing to do to find out more about it, <clears throat> the best thing to find out more about it, is to actually go to uh, July seventeenth through the twenty first. Here, I just looked it up, um, Indianapolis. But the best thing to do is contact your diocese uh, and see if they're doing any pilgrimages. Um, and then you also would want to you can go to the EucharisticCongress.org, EucharisticCongress.org, org, org, and you can find all the information for that. You can already start buying tickets. Um, for it as well. So, um, yeah, more information, org is the website, and uh, you can get everything you need there.
0: All right, there you go. So that's pretty awesome. So uh, you said it'll take place Indianapolis late July. If you want more information, the website was just listed. And so uh, it's for anybody, right? Any Catholic who wishes to go, right, Father?
1: Yeah, any Catholic that wants to go um, can go, obviously, to that. Uh, I mean, the one for the Bismarck Diocese is free. It's June second. Uh, it starts at uh, nine forty-five a.m. with morning prayer, and then we go through the evening, including with our Bishop uh, Bishop Kagan's Mass um, at four fifteen. Um, the national one, which is again next year in July, you have to go. You have to sign up. There is a cost for it. Uh, the tickets I think are three hundred dollars a person, but when you think about the fact that you're getting five days of just Five days of just extraordinary uh, content, um, you know, it's it's really actually not that much of a cost uh, for the actual ticket. Uh, but lodging and stuff, all that stuff's going to fill up fast, so if you're interested in going, you need to check that out.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Well, there you go. So uh, you mentioned that there are various different years for the revival, right? So we just had the diocesan year, moving into mm-hmm. the parish year. And then we're going to go to the national year. So, what was the thought process behind doing uh, you know, those three separate years to help facilitate this revival?
1: Well, I suppose um, you know I wasn't in the room,
0: uh, <laughs> but
1: uh, I, suppose, I suppose, yeah, it, right. I suppose, I mean, I think probably with the dioceses, it's just like, hey, this is happening, right? The dioceses, the diocese on on their sort of level, getting getting ready for it, and then um, establishing. As we did, you know, in many dioceses did uh, their own diocesan Congress, right? So, um, and then you can kind of have that as a launching point off into the parish year. But really, you know, the bishop becoming aware of it certainly, and then and then seeking to the plan with his people, um, so that the parishes can can then do their work. Um, yeah, and then and then the third year again is uh, it doesn't end the the idea is that the Eucharistic Congress doesn't end with the um, the National Congress, but actually it goes into his third year, of which is sending out on mission. And it's such. this is such an important thing that we need to understand. The Church is not a safe place for Catholics. It's the place that people are supposed to be nourished so they can go out. Um, and this is the whole point. Like, we come to the Church so that we can receive the Eucharist, so that we can be transformed, uh, so that we can have our faith deepened, um, so that we can go out of the Church and actually talk about Jesus and not be cowards. Um, and that's what this whole third year is about. The third year after the, the National Congress is about going out and proclaiming the truth uh, of Jesus Christ. Um, and I think sometimes as Catholics we can think that this, the end goal somehow is to just get everybody into the building. Um, mm. But the end goal is actually to get everybody to go out and talk about Jesus so that more people can come into the building, so more people can go out and talk about Jesus. That's the goal of the parish. That's the lay mission. It's the mission of the laity. Um, and so the, the National Church of Congress, we have to be very clear. This isn't just about, like, somehow, oh, I believe in the Eucharist more. No, this is about completely being transformed so we can bring more people to Jesus and the Eucharist. And sometimes people get this, they get it backwards, and they think, Well, uh, what this is about is I wish we had better music. Fine, that's okay. We, we should have better music. I wish we had did this and we should sort have of did that. And look, all of those things we have discussions about. Um, but that stuff isn't going to get people to closer to Jesus. We need to go out and bring people in and have a conversation with them. Um, and we can only do that if, if we're strengthened to do the same things that Jesus did. Um, so,
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I, that's beautiful insight, Father. Do you think a there's I'm, there's a direct correlation between uh, a struggle in belief in the real presence and in the apostolic mission of the church?
1: Um, that's a good question. Uh, obviously, there's a struggle in belief in the Eucharist. Um, I mean, it's hard to quantify these these things, right? We have uh, we have polls and such that. That suggest the Pew Research poll that everybody's seen, um, where you know something like two thirds or three quarters of Catholics don't believe in the Eucharist, mm-hmm. uh, and I would take it a step farther, you know, and I would say that um, that's just a sign of a of a of a deeper a deeper illness of just belief. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, well, I believe in everything the Church teaches and everything that Jesus says in the Scripture, except for this one part. <laughs> you know um it, it's it's a crisis in belief in the Eucharist. It's a crisis in belief and confession. Um, obviously, the Eucharist being the source and summit, obviously, right? We need to focus primarily there. Uh, but but I think it reveals a deeper crisis in belief and just kind of a laziness um that is present in so many of us. I mean, it's the nature of what we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have all this comfort. so so I think um it has definitely weakened the the apostolic uh, mandate that we have um, to to go out, because if you're not not believing in the thing that Jesus says is the most important thing, right, Right. everything that Jesus says is going to be weakened in you, right, everything is going to be be softer, everything is going to be a little bit more, you know, there's going to be compromise kind of in every space. So um, it's why you find in the the Church, most of the time, the the, apostles that are flourishing the most are also the ones that have the greatest devotion to the Eucharist. I mean, it's no coincidence.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. And I also, I think there's a reality that a lot of people seek to operate out of assumptions that don't work anymore, you know, as we're operating out of this idea <laughs> of Christendom, you know, and now we're back into this apostolic age uh, in a way that is has to be renewed. And so this Eucharistic Congress and Eucharistic Revival is a great opportunity for us to kind of renew that apostolic zeal in not operate on the assumptions of old anymore so yeah so we're going to take a quick break and but we come back we're going to dive into a little bit more specifics about the eucharistic congress that'll uh, take place in indianapolis in july of 2024 so we'll be right back with father brian gross don't go anywhere we'll see you on the flip side welcome back to real presence live everyone we are uh here in aberdeen south dakota with Father Brian Gross of the Diocese of Bismarck talking about uh, Eucharistic Revival and uh, the Eucharistic Congress. Now, the first half of the interview with him, we chatted a little bit about uh, the details, what the Eucharistic Revival is, uh, just exactly uh, what's going on in the world in the three years, or in our country in the three years of revival that we have, and then touched on the Natural Eucharistic Congress. Uh, but now we're going to shift gears a little bit, and we're going to go more local. We're going to go to our local church here and talk about uh, the Eucharistic Congress that the Bismarck Diocese will be hosting uh, here in a few weeks. So, Father Gross, uh, could you share some of the details about the Bismarck Diocese uh, and their Eucharistic Congress?
1: Yeah. So we've entitled Source and Summit. Um, it will happen at on June 2nd. Um, it's a Friday, June 2nd, at the Bismarck Event Center, which is downtown Bismarck. And uh, it starts off at um, 8 a.m. The doors will open, so registration and adoration and confession are available. The actual event doesn't start until 9.45 a.m. with morning prayer. Uh, then I'll give a, a keynote speech uh, at 10.15. Uh, a great laywoman from our diocese of Bismarck, uh, Shelley Presler, is going to give a talk at 11.15, um, there'll be lunch, uh, and confessions are available throughout most of the day as well. There'll be lunch, which is provided um, for about an hour and a half, twelve to one thirty. Confessions will be available, adoration, and then at one thirty, we'll have a keynote with Monsignor Shea, and we'll have a Eucharistic procession, Holy Hour, uh, and then a Mass with Bishop Kagan at four fifteen. Um, so it's it's really um, it's going to be really simple um, and really straightforward. One of the things we did when we were planning it is we didn't want to just kind of have like a ton of events all over the place or booths with with a, a bunch of vendors, you know, which sometimes we do when we when we do these things. We just wanted it to be really straightforward and talk, some time for adoration, mass with our bishop, confession, and really kind of focus in um, and give us uh, the opportunity to focus in on, on what is most important without kind of having um, some of these other distractions. Uh, it's free. You know, there's no cost to come to it. We do ask that you register by going to BismarckDiocese The website you can go to reg- go there to register. Obviously, you don't have to be from the diocese to come. Anybody can come. Uh, just go on there and register, so we have an idea for obviously for seating and also for meals because that meal will be provided uh, for lunch. So, so those are kind of the the meat and potatoes, uh, the details of, of the congress itself.
0: Uh, there you go. So for those in the the area around Bismarck who wish to attend a conference, uh, June 2nd, you have an opportunity in Bismarck. And so, uh, Father, you said the Bismarck Diocese on the website has a link, correct? Yeah, you go to bismarckdiocese.com, you'll see all the stuff you need. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Now, Father, uh, just a couple of final thoughts. Um, could you share uh, an in- or uh, maybe a cool kind of personal story of an encounter that you may have had with the Eucharist and the Lord in that way.
1: Well, yeah. Um, actually, it's one of the foundational experiences I had was when I was uh, actually discerning the priesthood. Um, you know, I was born and raised Catholic, but had never really taken the faith seriously, didn't really even know what I was doing. And when I was in college, uh, over basically a year, had this pretty intense conversion from never going to church to going to adoration and all of it. And uh, I wound up in—I was at Cardinal Seminary when it was still open at a live-in weekend. So you go there, you would live there, like Friday through a Sunday, and just kind of see what the life of the seminarians were like. And, and the Lord uses that, of course, to bring those guys He's calling to be priests um, closer to that decision. And while I was in adoration. Um, just kind of praying about it, and not really just, oh, here I am, you know, here I am, Lord, at this seminary. Uh, he he gave me... Um, I had a really profound experience of His presence in which He made it clear to me that He wanted me uh, to join the seminary, ultimately, obviously, to, be, to become a priest. So um, that was very, sort of very, very early on, really, in my Process of even just taking the faith seriously, the Lord really, really encountered me um, in that way to draw me closer to Him, um, and so it just shows how generous He is. I mean, I didn't do anything to earn that. Obviously, I mean, there's nothing that I never asked for any of that. He just sovereignly decided to do it, uh, and so it's why adoration is so important as an extension of the celebration of the Mass, um, because that that sort of more extended period of time to be able to sit before Jesus and really allow him to encounter us. He'll, he'll do something. He'll, he'll show himself to us if we allow, allow him to do that.
0: All right. Well, that's beautiful. So, Father, one last thing real quick. Do you have any advice to anybody who, uh, maybe they've never made a holy hour, maybe they are kind of uh, afraid to go into adoration in this time of silence, what advice would you give to somebody who uh, is maybe desiring it but doesn't really know how?
1: Yeah. So, well, first of all, if you go to our diocese, com, and you go to the um, Eucharist Congress website, there's actually a link um, on how to do a Holy Hour. You'll see it. Uh, you can take a look at that. But uh, I would say that the greatest, the number one thing to realize is that Jesus is doing more than you. <laughs> Jesus is doing more than you. Part of the reason that we think prayer gives... Part of the reason we stop praying is because we think we're the ones doing all the work. And Jesus is doing more than you are. And so you don't have to go in and do a holy hour, but go in and do five minutes. Jesus, you're doing more than I am. Jesus, I wanna, I wanna experience your activity in me right now. I don't have to earn your love, I just need to receive your love. I don't need to earn your presence, I just need to receive your presence. Um, and we're such, we're, you know, as we are uh, human beings, we're so attuned to this idea that, like, that I have to get it somehow, I have to make it happen for myself, when we go pray, especially in presence of the Eucharist, it's actually the exact opposite. I need to put myself in the position, like Mary did, to receive Jesus. Um, and, so there's, and so there's that period of time where it's like, I don't know what to do. I'm nervous. I, You know, maybe I'm afraid. All, all my stuff inside of me is coming out. I'm starting to see that I'm not a good person, whatever it happens to be. All that stuff is fine, because Jesus knows it already, and he wants to encounter you in it, right? And so there can almost be kind of this like suffering through my own presence to allow the presence of Christ to sort of penetrate and heal and, and uh, forgive, um, comfort and, and give joy in all of it. So, um, that's, I guess that's my, that's my recommendation. If that that's
0: helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. it's some wonderful advice to remember where we are in relation to God, right? We are, uh, those, uh, his beautiful creation and he is continuing to renew us and show us his great love and we don't have to do anything. So father, thank you so much uh, for coming on to real presence today. Uh, it was great to chat with you and to hear the awesome stuff that is going on, uh, in our country and in our local church. So thank you so much, father. God bless Chris. Absolutely. Same to you. All right, Aaron, let's gonna, we're going to toss it to you for a brief promo of tomorrow's episode. On the next Real Presence Live Thursday from Not 9 Thursday. to 11
1: a.m. Central, your hosts will be Brad Gray and Janine Bitson coming to you live from the Fargo studio. Their guests will include Dr. J. Richards speaking about the case for intelligent design and Dr. Tom Porter, who will tell us about an exciting new sacred music program at the University of Mary. All this and more is coming to you in the next Real Presence Live Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you, Chris.
0: Ah, uh, Thursday. Thursday, so don't tune in tomorrow from nine to eleven. Be- if you want to listen, you can tune in tomorrow from nine to eleven. They should, yeah, just for a different reason. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't quite land the plane on that one there, right? But yes, from nine to eleven tomorrow will not be Real Presence Live, but something else, some other quality content provided us by uh, Real Presence Radio. But Thursday, tune on in to hear some more excellent local live Catholic radio. Uh, like we had today so I hope you all enjoyed the show today there were some excellent things that we got to hear Right, talk about how we can share the faith with joy to receive the truth of God and to go to the ends of the earth and be joyful then also this reality that we have to adhere to what the Lord wants through his church Right, to look into ourselves and say are we worthy to receive this Eucharist are we at a place where we can receive it uh, but then also to come to the knowledge that not everybody is, and we may not be. And so how do we deal with that? How do we repent and come back? Uh, then also chatted with the guys from Stanford Productions. I can't encourage that enough uh, to check them out. Uh, I uh, am a huge fan of the work that they're doing. Uh, they're also some they're friends of mine. Of course, I've known them for a long time. Uh, so uh, check out Stanford Productions once again. And then finally... For those of us who are uh, beloved Catholics, who love the Lord, who want to dive deeper into Eucharistic worship, uh, we got our local congresses coming up here in the next year. Bismarck's hosting one on June 2nd. I know the Diocese went on a Rochester has one this summer as well. And uh, other dioceses are announcing theirs as well as we are speaking. So let's dive on in to some prayer to close this show. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Jesus, we trust in you and we love you. We just ask you to bless us, protect us, and give us all the grace to become saints. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Real Presence Live today. Once again, I'm Chris Euler. You're broadcasting here from Aberdeen, South Dakota, and I look forward to joining you again on the air waves once again sometime soon. Take care. God bless. Bye bye.